Good evening, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Can I Talk? I'm your morning, and of course, as usual, Aiden. How's it, everyone? You know, for a lot of us, to, I mean, this week or on Saturday, our season actually starts. I mean, how many times am I going to hear that story? <laughs> you know, it's almost like when you think how things were pre-season. I mean, we had like a shocking pre-season. You would already go, okay, that we can now put aside. They put it now on the back burner now like versus Brentford. And then like three games down the line, it's like, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Just stop, stop, stop. We're going to now, our season officially will begin on Saturday versus Norwich. But I mean, uh, you know, jokes aside, uh, fully agree with you. I mean, it's clash of the bottom two. <laughs> I, mean, it's, uh, I mean, I didn't even expect us to be in this sort of situation. I mean, if you think of how we were trying to, you know, it was like, not, think it was like two eight of ourselves we were trying to it was like kind of spitball the sort of points figure we should have yeah by this time and i mean we, we're sitting now with a a golden egg in, in the points tally and a minus nine goal difference so i mean like my personal take is i mean for me you know go big this weekend like you know with uh banging the goals because i mean there's not going to be the you know Arteta has also no excuses now he's gonna he's ahead now but look at the majority of the players of our players did not go on international duty through those, you know, the various uh, COVID regulations in certain countries and that, you know, some countries being on the red list and that. So, I mean, I think we only lost like about a handful of players. And I mean, most of them have also not come through the internationals unscathed. And I mean, I think it's like, you know, probably a big training session uh, coming in tomorrow. And uh, I mean, I just think to myself, look, he's not got, not only his signs that he wanted, it's also going to come down to, uh, you know, now you got your strongest squad. Now, please, like, show the fans now what they are capable of. Yeah, I, th- I do think there's a lot of pressure on it. I think, I mean, for those, you know, betting guys, I, th- I think Arsenal's odds are like, you know, 1.5 or I mean, 50% of your money back. And I think Arsenal have to surely have to win tomorrow. It, it, it can't be a case of, you know, maybe, you know what, I, I think that yeah. if Arsenal don't win tomorrow, then there's big trouble. I mean, Norris, no disrespect to them, but it seems like, you know, everybody seemed to be able to get, not that they haven't gotten easily points against Arsenal, but they've quite, you know, quite easily convincingly beat Norwich. And I think Arsenal, if they don't, uh, if they don't end up getting three points tomorrow, I think, you know, I, I, how, how much longer would you be able to actually put yourself through this as, as the board and Arsenal fans to, to actually see us go through a struggle. Because if we don't beat knowledge the evidence, then I don't think we'll be able to beat anybody. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, look, look the, the talk was already of him, of Ateta getting like five games, you know, to, to sort the situation out. And I mean, if you already screw up on the first hurdle, I mean, yeah, I fully agree with you. Because then I think, you know, the, the, his head is really going to be on the chopping block then. But, um, you know, that, just to add now also to that, you know, head to head, I mean, with, with Norwich now, we saw already last, when they were last two years ago in the, in the Premier League, um, you know, their midfield are quite active, you know, when they were playing, like, yeah. Kessel was, like, really making a name for himself. Uh, Buendia was, like, you know, a vital cog in their squad. And, I mean, now it's going to also come down to, you know, how the, the midfield tackles this thing. And, one thing I also want to bring up was, look, with Xhaka now facing his ban, El is now out for three yeah, three weeks. 
with the injuries it picked up in that uh, behind closed doors uh, game against Spain. Um, I just think to myself, now we should actually now look. Lokonga is probably uh, going to be playing. Um, what was it? Who else still coming in? Thomas Party should be fit. Then you also got. Um, so I think the ball should be able to be shifted through a bit faster, you know, because I just think to myself, we now have two players out, you know, injured and suspend, suspended. But I mean, now we can at least see our team plays without them, but also when you want to play free-flowing football. And I mean, I, I just find the two of them are almost like causing us to labour the ball in midfield. It's, it's like a slow, you know, getting the ball out other feet and, and getting the ball forward because look most of like both of them normally will play the safer pass to the back or play a cross field pass but I mean the ball is not getting that sort of momentum going forward and one what I picked up in watching the yesterday's training session they were doing that that, that you know that the real I mean I'm sure you've also done it when you playing uh, with like, in your younger days and even now when you play with your, your, your that uh, the local team that you have there where you, you know you're pinging the ball around a bit faster in, in training and that so you can actually see Things are kind of being worked, and that is why I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really getting like excited to see that side of football because I think that's been really lacking, you know, since even so the latter parts of Emery, it was kind of slowing down, getting a slog already. Or even like if you think of even the Wenger's latter part, the part that the minute people like El Nenny and them came in, we didn't have a, a midfield that really, you know, slings the ball quickly through the gears and then through the channels. Because I just think to myself, if we Get the ball pinged around faster. You're going to overwork your opponent. So they're going to have to, you know, try to close spaces, uh, you know, quicker. But, I mean, the more we hang on to the ball, I mean, we've been saying it over and over in the podcast, then teams just get, you know, they just appear. Even, like, I mean, you saw, you know, the best teams and the players, they'll just sit and they think, okay, you guys play yourselves out by knocking the ball in your own half or five to 20 passes and that before, you know, wanting to venture even forward. Yeah, and Lekanga, like, do you think he's able to manage that that um, mid defensive midfield battle on his own? Don't you think he's still young? Don't you think there should be like, you know, who would that person be next to him? Because I mean, you know, let's face it, if Zaka and Alneni are out again, yeah. okay, Party will probably be back. But you know, you kind of want four, like I said, we were or three to four solid midfielders. I mean, like not this old news, but like Kamavenga, we spoke about it last week. Yeah. Was was a was quite a decent price there. What's it, twenty six million? Yeah, yeah, that was the good price. I mean, Basuma is also, you know, is, is a good, strong defensive midfielder. And I mean, now Liverpool and and United, you know, are looking to sign him probably in January. I mean, it just shows you that Arsenal have fallen asleep and just signed. I mean, they could have signed Lukonga and maybe another midfielder that can be there with Party because it seems like Party, you know. He comes back from injury and no sooner is he back out again for another six weeks. I mean, in, in one part of like, news that was coming through earlier on in the week already was um, the under-23 player, Charlie Patino, who's... Uh, I, I, look, I, I've heard about him. I've never seen him play. And then I, I decided like the last day or so just start watching more clips of him. And I mean, you can actually see why he's now being kind of brought through the ranks. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll send you a clip later on. But mm-hmm. you must just watch the way he passes the ball. It's like, not, you can't even see his passing. He's like caressing the ball. And it's like always on the money when he's passing. And I mean, he's now, when he was like in the under 19s already, he was, you know, getting uh, promoted to the under 20, 23 side. And now that he's in the under 23s, 
now people are starting to try to give him a look in now in the senior team. So I think that could be another option as like, you know, for creativity. But I say he's also good in the tackling. Does a lot of his his stuff also standing up. You don't like just diving into tackles. And then of course you've got now Maitland Niles now that that kind of made peace with Ateta. He's now more you see him even more involved now in training also. So I think the, the doors was open for him now the weekend against Norwich. Yeah, I mean, he, he has the mobility. I think he just needs to work on his awareness because we saw there were many times he got always caught on the ball. He was daily telling and he gets caught on the ball. So, you know, I know he, he willing to play right back, but I mean, you know, who knows opportunity maybe for him and Lekonga in the midfield yeah, yeah. or Arsenal could space it up, change it up a bit. Maybe let Lekonga do the Busquets role and you have Smith Rowe and Odegaard playing, you know, not that they the champion in the Esther, but I mean, give them the kind of attacking midfield role where they play interchangeably with each other and you know like i mean what's happening with lacazette now it's almost like he's being frozen out the team or he's not even getting a look in to start um okay i know he had COVID, but do you think he starts in a bombing goes out left or or, or, or what do you think the thought process behind this whole thing with the bombing and lacazette to be honest honestly you know just to maybe stick with obamiang for now because, I mean, like, he actually looks a bit more alive now in training also. Same with, like I said, like I said, looks also upper body. That strength is now back again after that, you know, that part of the illness here. So, I mean, it, it opens the option, but I, I'm just not, I mean, I just hope Arteta doesn't now kind of, you know, ruin the, 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 the thought now where he now, you know, puts uh, Obama out left and then, like I said, in the middle. Because, look, for some reason, I mean, as we discussed, you know, dead already on TV also. Be, be, I just think that either you know, you play a straight old school 4-4-2 like we did under Wenger in the early part with, you know, you, you got like almost like a diamond midfield and then the, the two, like almost like a, a kind of offset of, of from each other. Or you, you play a sort of formation where Obama actually does lead the line and it's got, you know, you've got your, your like either Pepe or... Um, Martinelli on either flanks, or you got Saka and, and Pepe, whatever. But I mean, you have that sort of option, attacking option that's, that's going to fling and swing balls in the box. Yeah, I, I think, um, like I said, like you said, I think you could, you, in, in a 4 4 2, you could use. And I think Arsenal don't use 4 4 2 enough, but you know, that's being said, I just don't think we also have the midfield personnel. I mean, if you maybe had Lekonga and Party in the middle of the park. You could have them just breaking up play and then just distributing to uh, Saka and Pepe out wide and kind of little Lacazette coming a bit deeper to fetch. But then you're kind of nullifying him, Will Smith, Rowan, Odegaard, you know, the number 10 of Arsenal and Odegaard, where you spent like what 30 million pounds on, or, you know, subject to if you accept the um, sale, or that the permanent deal, or is that the loan with the option to purchase no, at no, the end of the season? Oh, both him straight. So I mean, you know, you 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 now you know you almost you have to shoot on Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Lacazette. You know, all these players in the team. Like I mean, it, it kind of has to be a battle for positions. Unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I, like, my take is just I I just hope that you know having Odegaard in the in the squad it also gives that sort of uh, you know hunger and desire to to. Um, Smith Rowe as well, because look, remember what I said with him. Like, I mean, I like the way he plays, the way he can almost like he, he causes problems for teams when he plays in that pocket between the opponents, defense and midfield. But I just think you don't have that guile to, you know, play the pass. And you can see Odegaard again has that side to his game. He can, you know, play that uh, that sort of ball, that killer pass or, or you know, uh, 
a breach of defense by just lofting the ball over it. And I think that is just the thing that I still feel is lacking. It's not, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, that is where I feel that, that sort of pressure that comes with wearing the number 10 for Arsenal. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just not sure if he should have had it yet. I mean, no, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think he was ready for that number 10 jersey. I think it's a... I mean, for any player to wear number 10 jersey, you know, you're kind of saying, like, hey, I'm the linchpin of the team. I mean, Jack Walshere felt like the number was almost too heavy for him. Not that he, he did a bad job with it, but, I mean, he was uh, unfortunately always injured and, yeah. you know, never did the number 10 justice. I mean, Ozil, you know, did all his best work, I think, with the number 11 jersey. So... You know, the, the the big issue lies now, you know, are we going to be creative enough to score goals? I mean, Norwich have scored as, conceded as much goals as us. I think they just scored more or something, yeah. scored one. <laughs> we didn't. So, you know, if we don't get goals tomorrow, and I'm not expecting like, you know, 5-6-0. I mean, even a 3-0 win or a comfortable 3-0 win. I mean, we have to make it, you know, something happen to spark some life into into our season and that's why I say our season starts to to on Saturday because I mean we've we've had two tough games. Let's face it, you know we our performances were poor uh, in all three games and there's nothing to write home about. But you look at Ch- Le- Charles Liverpool. Liverpool played a ten man Chelsea at Anfield and drew one one. They got they got one more point than us. Um against Chelsea. Yes, we lost, but I mean, against a 10-man Chelsea, we expected Liverpool to win. So they dropped two points against Chelsea, we dropped three points. You know, not the worst result in the world, but not the best. If you look at um, Man City at the Etihad, yes, we lost 5-0. At the end of the day, we still got zero points, but how many teams are going to come to the Etihad Stadium and beat Man City? Not much. I mean, you probably look at the record last season, I think it could have been Maybe only Man United, or I'm not sure who else probably beat him at the Etihad. Oh, Leicester as well. But I mean, you know, those are two games that, you know, it, it could go either way. It just depends who turns up on the day. And then you look at a team like Brentford. You know, I think, you know, Arsenal were, weren't up for the fight in that game. And, you know, without the senior attackers, without the Odegaard, without, you know, a party in the midfield. And you kind of have to say, you know, you're coming up against a team who's, who's playing their first um, Premier League game at home in probably first Premier League game. So, you know, at those three unfortunate results, I'm not putting anything, um, I'm not trying to cover up for the team saying our performances are, 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 are those within reason. But I think, you know, the season starts tomorrow. And I think if Arteta cannot get this team to beat Norwich, I think to beat Brighton, to at least pick up a point against Spurs or something like that, they, we will. His job should be in trouble. But for now, like you always say, you know, let's get behind the team, get behind the new signings because you know there's some people that want the club to fail. We don't want the club to fail. We just want the club to do well. And if Arte, if we say we want Arteta, like you know, not happy with him and we would like a new coach, it's because it's not because we don't like Arteta or we like Arteta. It's because you know we want what's best for the club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always been my thing. Even back in the day with Wenger, also when I, I mean, you could already get the, the you know, the, the feeling also. Not, I mean, I'm not talking about the atmosphere now with, you know, the players, uh, like not the players, the, the crowd in the stadium. But you could also see it was getting to a point where, you know, the the, uh, the likes of 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 Pep and them was coming in, like or were coming in, 
and bring a new sort of philosophy, a new sort of coaching and, and style. And, th and that was the sort of philosophy and style that Wenger brought in, in 95, 95, 96, where nobody was really prepared for that. And it's not like now you have another phase, because I'm, I'm sure you're going to see also that phase eventually transition. And I think this is where Pep is probably going to be jumping ship, you know, sooner rather than later with Man City, where he's already talking of, what was it, next, I think end of next season will be his last, we says like he even either you might go for another sort of challenge elsewhere, but his chapter with Man City will then be come uh, you know coming to a close. And I think that's the sort of thing where I just think I mean look with with Arteta, he's now wanting to have his own sort of philosophy in that. And I mean he's now got his players. And I mean they all they all came at a price. And 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 somebody actually did a, in the press conference today where they said there was something like about twenty outs and about. The 10 or something in the last like year and a half at Arsenal. So, I mean, like actual, you know, players doing, you know, yeah. actually signing. But you can see that that sort of exodus is there. But uh, as I said, we somehow need to, you know, almost like fine tune that squad way, way better. Because I just think the, the sort of players that he has, he must also try to adapt to, you know, their strengths, not just what he has in mind. He should also adapt to. The players' play strengths because I think that's that is the thing that's going to hurt the opponents. But I mean, for me right now, at, like the way he played over cautious the first three games, I think that is the thing that also hurts us a lot as a team. I, I just hope he doesn't wake up too late. I mean, you know, last season, if you look at you know our record after Boxing Day, I mean, they said we would have been in the top four. I'm not sure the like, statistics and all that. But, you know, we, we, we played so well since that Boxing Day win against Chelsea. I mean, we, and we're not such a run, but, you know, the damage was done in that first half of the season. So, you know, uh, I think you need to nip it in the bud quite quickly before it becomes again in a rut. And like you said, we need to play to our player's strength. I mean, you're not going to buy Kevin De Bruyne and play him as a holding midfielder. You know, or, or tell him, no, you can't drive forward. So, like you said, we need to play to our player's strength. And I think... Arsenal, like, you know, I was watching a few clips of Arsenal, like of Koscielny. Yeah. And if you look at the, the goals he scored for Arsenal, we even missed that a goal-scoring defender. I mean, he used to score, I mean, FA Cup final goal he scored. I mean, to make it 2-2, two -two, yeah. he scored a, a goal against Newcastle to put us in the Champions League at header against Bayern Munich, you know, to make it 2-0 on the night end, you know, it was a 3-2 or something like that, we would have scored one more on a away goal, he scored an important goal in that AC Milan comeback when we almost pulled the great escape off, so yeah. you're missing that kind of defender that kind of also gets in on the goals when when you when you when your strikers are misfiring, and like you always mentioned, a goal-scoring midfielder, we don't seem to have that yet, you know, Ramsey... And I don't know if you want to classify Sanchez as a forward or a midfielder, but, you know, Ramsey, literally, you know, even Cazola was always involved in goals and, you know, scoring goals. Ramsey always got into the edge of the box, you know, scoring vital goals. And I just think yeah. we've missed a guy like Ramsey as well because the team just seems so flat. It's like, you know, strikers, your job is to only score. Midfielders, your job is just to protect the, the defense and, you know, make a few passes here and there. But it's not, you never really see the uh, midfielders coming in deep, 45, or, or making yeah. a nuisance of themselves in the box. So I definitely think, you know, obviously we can't do that anymore, but sign an attacking midfielder. But we need to kind of get our players, you know, more involved in the opposition's box to, to give them things to think about. Because at the moment, it's just too comfortable defending against Arsenal.
Yeah, and I mean, like, one thing that, that I don't know which pundit it was that said the other day, <clears throat> I can't remember another pundit exactly, but they were just saying, like, you see Arsenal, that, especially the Man City game, you Arsenal looked all set that first five minutes, and, and they looked everything positive, and then, and then they go, like, go, uh, go a goal down, and it's all like all that plans just get burnt up in front of your eyes. Like, it's yeah. Just, all of a sudden, everybody loses their head, not even. I just think to myself, you know, when. I mean, we're always throwing it back to the old school days of, of being asked, like, you know, being a gunner and that. But then you, you see the sort of character that you have in your team, then, you know, you go a goal down and that guy's just going to go, oh, well, we're going to then have to score two or whatever. We're going to, yes. we, we are, are going to score. But with us, with Arsenal now, it's like, oh, I mean, the, the first three games of the season, Arsenal, you, you just didn't see that. So you they, they, they get easily ruffled, they get easily... You know, that's why I'm, I'm sure even like Norwich will be going into this game, you know, thinking, okay, we got a chance here. Because, I mean, we just get, you know, almost like frustrate them. The crowd's going to get on their back. They start losing there. Like, you know, Arsenal itself will start losing uh, the sort of uh, thought of concentration levels and that. And then, of course, then we start picking them off. And that is why I think like the crowd needs to be really rocking that place on, on Saturday. And I mean, I think that like you know, Arsenal should now also play at a sort of tempo that makes it even difficult for Norwich to even just you know somehow keep on 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 uh, you know toe to toe level with us. Then just you know totally play them off the park to someone like send a like a warning to the others and also show that even like leading up to the the Burnley Burnley game the the following week how we should uh, you know handle things and on the pitch. No, that is true. I think, you know, we, we're going to have to take it game by game as a batsman trying to score 100, you know, trying to go 10 runs at a time. And I think, yeah. you know, knowledge, we need to pick up the three points. And like you said, Burnley again, you know, try to pick up three points. I think, you know, the other teams around us will slowly also stop drop, start dropping points. Because like I said, That's the first three games, yeah, Champions League as well, Europa League, the Conference League, all these things. Are, and Arsenal have a clean slate. They can just play and play almost as strong as 11, week in, week out, week in, week out. And it's those substitutes and reserve players' job to fight and find a way back into the team. And just con- constant competition all the time. I think that's healthy for the team. I think not being in Europe, I know you always said that maybe you know, maybe we need a time out of Europe. I think let's make it count. Let's end strong and let's get the three points against Norwich. Yeah. So as we now wind down the podcast, do you have anything to mention before we sign off? No, no. I think I mentioned it with the Koscielny thing and goal scoring midfield has kind of integrated it into you know the build up for tomorrow's Saturday's game. Yeah. So with that, guys, we're in the podcast. I just want to give a shout out to my friend Ian. Hope you're listening. Enjoy the show. Take care, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Hope you're enjoying it, Ian. Take care.